Welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast, featuring interviews that take us deeper into the people and happenings on the local scene. For more podcasts and a closer look at what's going on in the Valley, visit us at valleyadvocate.com. Hi, welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast. My name is Dave Eisenstatter. I'm the editor of the Valley Advocate. I'm here today with East Hampton's artisan welder, Michael Poole. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, Michael, you do a ton of really cool things in the community, and maybe you could just start by talking about some of the things that you've done in your in your shop, uh, Blue Collar Artisans. Um, I, I've done a few things in the Northampton area. I've done a couple of uh, signs. I did the sign for the new Jakes. Um, I've done... Uh, a lot of folks recognize like uh, the bike rack, the 01027 bike rack in East Hampton. I did a set of handrails for the library in East Hampton. The yeah, the Reed, Reed, Reed right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think I do a lot of handrails for people, um, private homes and, and stuff like that. I, I did a sign um, uh, years ago for True Beer that was up. It was just a cut sign. I've done a lot of work with... Um, Liz over at Sticks and Bricks in Northampton as well. So yeah, and I guess um, a few months ago or several months ago now, um, you kind of had this idea about uh, working with little toys, Playmobil toys, right? And um, and taking photos. Of, can you talk about how that started? Yeah, it was just um, my niece's birthday. It was like her fourth birthday, and so I was at A to Z and was uh, sort of surprised at the detail and intricacies of the toys that Playmobil is putting out. And it just sort of struck me as funny. You know, there's little scuba divers and like they just very specific. They're and like these kind of like big Lego type things, right? Right, right. Yeah. They, they're like taller versions of those little Lego people. And so um, we, we had been having, you know, it was pothole season. And I had noticed on the East Hampton uh, community page that folks were complaining a lot about the potholes. And um, and at first, it's sort of funny. Like, I, I get it. You know, potholes, they're a pain, but it happens every year. And it's like, you know, the way all New Englanders complain about the weather. It's like a thing we do. But it sort of had a tone of, like, that there was somebody's fault or that somebody should be taking care of it, either, the, you know, the DPW or the mayor or whatever. And I felt like there's really not much you can do about it, but let's try to have some fun with it. So I had gotten a couple of those Playmobil people and just stuck them in front of the potholes, you know, like little scuba divers or guys fishing. And then I found a rubber shark and put those in there and made a Loch Ness monster and a Kraken arm and just kept <laughs> filling, filling up, you know, taking these photos. And I was doing them every day there for a while. It just sort of, the ideas just kept coming. And then, um, as they were taking care of the potholes and, uh, you know, the news sort of picked up on it in, uh, out of Springfield, they had called me up. It was a strange phone call to have somebody say, you know, that I've never met call up and ask if I was the guy playing with toys in the potholes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah guilty as charged. Yes, that's yeah. like an odd like, question to get <laughs> over the phone. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think one thing, you know, we just wrote a different story about um, social media and kind of some negative stuff. And you're kind of talking a little bit about kind of some negativity that happens over social media. But this was kind of an opportunity for people to, you know, have some like joy on their Facebook pages. 
yeah i mean i think i think maybe that's what 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 was the inspiration right was that it does feel like there's a lot of negativity on especially those group community pages i think you know if we were all sitting in a room together or at the bar or whatever at a restaurant people don't have real problems with their neighbors really i mean i'm there are issues that come up but I think what ends up happening on these little, we're all isolated in our houses and then we suddenly feel like we can attack our neighbors in a different way. It feels, it, it feels very disconnected. And so by poking fun at the, this thing that we're all living with, it's all here. It's, you know, and how it, it's sort of like the bike rack. I felt a little like the bike rack thing that like, how can you be frustrated or angry with the zip code of your town, right? There's no aesthetic decision there other than the color, the paint color, right? Like it wasn't my vision versus what somebody else in town might think was attractive. It's, it's our zip code. Yeah. And potholes. We got to, you know, as long as you keep politics and religion off the table, it's funny. Like I, I love what you did with like some, and especially at the crack. Can you, like, did you make that out of something? Or the, like, so it, it's like, just for word audio land, <laughs> right. but um, you know, it's this like long tendril that's like grabbing this little Playmobil guy and holding them over the pothole. Right, right. I had never like, I mean, I've sculpted with steel, but I've never, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out a way to do that with steel, and so I went and bought some Fimo clay and uh, built that like long, what looks like an octopus arm, I guess, is long arm and. Uh, and then just sort of wrapped it around one of the toys and then had to slowly like pull the toy out so that, cause then you have to bake it in the oven. Um, and so, and just sort of hoped that when I got it out of the oven, it didn't shrink or change in any way that it wouldn't, it wouldn't work out. I did have to learn a lot about Fimo clay and wow. how to, how to make that work. Um, did people have like, Favorite. I mean, you posted these all to Facebook. Um, they're all on your your. Is it your own personal page or your um, blue collar artisans page? Or um... I actually at first thought like I didn't know what what sort of the take was gonna would like what the response would be, and so I I didn't associate it with my business particularly because um, <laughs> I was like Play it safe. maybe that was not the right yeah the right decision like sort of this goofiness and whatever. Um, and so I started another uh, page, but I had just put them on my personal page to, to start with was how I posted them. And then, you know, and then I started a page um, specifically in case if people want to follow the pictures I'm taking of these little people around town and not be subjected to my opinion on politics or the world, feel free to follow the you know, the pothole guy Facebook page and not have to deal with any of my opinion about what else is going on in the world. Did, did you find that? So, I mean, you can, you know how many likes each of them has, like, did mm -hmm. you find that certain themes or certain scenes or whatever were more popular than others? Yeah. I mean the pothole ones particularly, right. No matter where I went with those people were amused, mm -hmm. right? Like, so those were big hits, but, um, the big ones have been like, you know, as far as the, like the, the people, like the people that I'm posing are concerned. It's mostly been things like the pirates uh, are mm. a big one. Um, I didn't know so many folks were big 
pirate fans. Um, but a lot of it sometimes has to do with the place as well. Like, you know, lots of folks love Mount Tom's ice cream, and so that one was easy for everybody to get behind. And the bike path. I did one mm. on the bike path, and that one sort of skyrocketed as well yeah the mount towns one that one's it's like got a what a bunch of people it's kind of like a half dozen people like all eating ice cream in front of the in mount front of the, right if it you, looks like it's right, like they were real by. size I mean, right like yeah well and that's the fun part about perspective with those things is figuring out it's a little awkward you know luckily i do them a lot of times early in the morning the light is great then but also there aren't as many people on the street so if i need to like be standing in the road in order which I did have to do, obviously, with the pothole photos. But, you know, on the curb or whatever, in order to get the perspective right, I'm not blocking busy traffic yeah. in the center of town. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and so, I mean, as you're kind of implying, it went beyond the potholes. Like, they sort of fixed the potholes, and you kept doing these things. Um, are you, you know, do you, you haven't, and you haven't stopped, right? I mean, you're No, still- I haven't. I, I've slowed down a bit, but mostly I've slowed down a bit because I've got other, you know, other projects and stuff I'm working on and, and trying to take care of. But, um no, I mean, I think uh, what I realized was that, you know, the people were looking for something that was East Hampton specific um, and lighthearted, maybe to, and connecting, right? It feels like it it sort of involves everybody in East Hampton, like, a, you know what I mean? It, so places that people go and, you know, where people spend time, everybody recognizes the spots, and I think that that and the fact that it's not negative in any way, it's just toys in the middle of the, you know, in town, in different places. I have had folks, you know, like somebody contacted me from the library and asked me to do one for the, you know, at the library. So, so then sometimes will people people will request them, but it's more just where have I been and what's been going on. And you probably have, at this point, I imagine, like a pretty decent-sized collection of these little things. Yeah. yeah. I, I've i got, you know, that's the thing that comes up a lot. People will say, like, I think this is starting to get a, you know, must be an expensive uh, art form or whatever. And I, I usually get them, you know, I've gotten a bunch of them uh, at A to Z. I've also get them used. I've had people donate them. People have left me full sets. Um, and... Uh, and I've also gotten stuff like from eBay and buy them in big bulk lots. And I, I was doing the math the other day and I, I was thinking like a smoking habit would be a hundred times more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe less hazardous to your health unless right. you get hit by a car right. in the early morning exactly. or something. Um, yeah. yeah, and some of these are, are on display now, like through what, through August 8th, I think it was, at Mount Tom's Ice Cream. Um that you got kind of a little photo display up there. Like, what, what's what's up there? What's up there? Um, let's see. There about half. I think there's like twelve. There's twelve photos up, and um, at least six of them are specific to the potholes. There, are, you know, I think the Kraken's there, and there's one where the two little people are climbing out of the uh, of a pothole on a ladder. Um, those are there. There's a few of you know. The, I had to make sure that the Mount Tom's one ended up in there, um, and. There's a couple. The one with the couple and the umbrella, and that we had oh, that. I little, love that one. That's a long that's, stretch yeah, of rain. Yeah, yeah, that's like yeah. So it's like these two people. The, there's like a man and woman. Woman's holding an umbrella, right? And right. they're looking at him. What's that lake in it's East the, Hampton? Yeah, yeah, the Nashawanic Pond. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. 
Um, so. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah. And that was like I think you told me for when we talked before that that was like during that stretch in the springtime when it was like really rainy. Right. For... It just sort of felt like it wasn't rain. It just wouldn't. There was a whole series I did about the rain and trying to mow my lawn. You know, because I couldn't get to mow the lawn in between the rain, but the, the grass kept growing. So it was, you know, there was a lot of lawn mowers and umbrella jokes there for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, this is, it's like an awesome project, but I also really want to talk about this other project that you've got going on that's going to be on display at Art in the Orchard, um, in next month in August. Right. Um, yeah, it starts in August. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that project, um, has sort of been in process for, I guess, over a year now, really. I took a big hiatus in the winter, but it started, uh, last year after, um, the school shooting in Florida. And uh, gun violence stuff had been on my radar um, for a while, but I just was sitting at the desk and uh, at, at my shop, and I'd had some washers on the desk from uh, for another project, and I just saw the numbers. I had looked at the numbers of gun violence deaths. I had, you know, done a, a search on how many people are dying, you know, in the United States from gun violence. And um, the numbers were sort of unimaginable to me. Like, I sort of couldn't wrap my head around it. Like, you know, we were talking numbers that are fifteen to 16,000 a year, and those numbers are not including, um, like, suicide, self-inflicted suicides. Those numbers are difficult to track, and they are um, sort of separate from this thing. And so um, I, st- I just, I had this bag of washers sitting there and I just measured a washer to, you know, see the thickness and they were about an eighth of an inch thick, give or take. And, and I did the math quickly and realized that I'd have to stack washers, you know, 162 feet tall to put, you know, 15 or 16,000 of them. And I, I thought, and that's the amount that was for each year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. On average that, you know, they were like, 15 and a half, 16,000. Um, I think last year, 2018, was 14,800, um, give or take. And, um, and so there's, when you, when you see that visually, I, I was like, I don't, I wouldn't know what 14,000 or something, 15,000 or something looked like. I, I couldn't sort of wrap my head around it. And so, you know, I had this idea about stacking washers and I was like, man, I can't, safely stack something 162 feet tall like so um i started thinking about other shapes what other shapes would have a visual impact that could get this image across and i you know sort of came up with a few ideas i guess and then uh i had some uh um i had a you know a section of pipe and some uh bearings and i thought a globe might be a a cool shape. And so then I just did the math on surface area to figure out how big it would be. So it's a six foot diameter um, sphere made of all different size washers and all those, all, almost all of the washers. I bought about the first 1500 um, to sort of give it some shape and stability. And then I've had um, donations. People have been donating washers. That was the other reason to sort of stick with washers was Everybody's got a coffee can of washers in a barn somewhere or has access to, 
washers and they're not particularly expensive. Everybody, you know, sees them around and it felt like an interesting way to look at this as a, with a common image. So, yeah. And I, you know, I've, I've seen it, we've got the sort of the work in progress. I mean, I think you're further along now, I'm sure, um, than, than, um, when we were over there, but, uh, you can see it on the cover of the advocate. I mean, it's pretty, uh, breathtaking the size of it. And then when you kind of just think about each individual washer representing a human life, um, it's, it's kind of, it's just breathtaking. It is. It's a, it was a little, you know, depressing is probably what led into the little people in potholes, if I'm honest, right. Just trying to lighten it up a little, but you know, like while it started with that idea of um, of the the school shooting, what my realization was as I was sort of starting this project was the number of people who are dying every year, like every day, is is an average of you know between thirty five and forty people a day, and I can name maybe not victims' names, but I can name survivors' names from you know these school shootings. I know. And while I'm really, really grateful for the fact that they're doing, they're, you know, doing advocacy work and they're, you know, doing great work, I realized how many people we just don't know the names of that we've, that we've lost. And it's, it felt tragic. Like, it was heartbreaking, I think is probably the best word. It just, it seemed that somebody should say something. And I don't, I'm certainly not suggesting an answer. That's not my job. My job is just to show you how many, how many people we're losing every year. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked to, I mean, kind of the, you know, just working on a project like this, you know, do you ever feel like kind of overcome when you step back and look at this thing? Yeah. I, I think when I'm actually working on it, there's the, there's, there's the trade part of what I do, right? There's the welding and the problem solving and the how to, make a sphere round um but when but when you step back and take a look at it and realize what it is and it usually comes up for me a lot um when somebody asks about it right when because a lot of times people will see it and i maybe haven't had a chance to talk to them about it they don't know what it is and they're like that is really cool it's huge and it rotates and it's you know and then when you say well yeah each washer represents and then all of a sudden you're sort of like watching that sort of dawn over somebody's faces is a reliving, I think, of that thing every time. Like, you realize, like, yep, it is, it is heartbreaking at that level, all the, like, all the time. Um, I want to talk about your kind of pathway to becoming uh, a welder. So you own your own shop, Blue Collar Artisans, and, um, and it's been open for uh, about a dozen, 13 years, right? Yeah, about that, yeah. Um, uh, but that's not kind of where you started. Can you talk a little bit about um, kind of how you got there? Yeah, I mean, I have a, you know, a degree in psychology, and I was not great at it. I mean, I think I was pretty good at it, but I had a hard time, like, leaving it at work, right? I had a hard time doing that. So I ended up looking into other things and doing other things, and I... um I went to commercial diving school and um, was an underwater welder uh, for five or six years, mostly uh, in Boston, but sort of all over the East Coast, um, from as far north as um, down East Maine. And 
um, as far south as um, and west, you know, all along the coast. I went, you know, like Ohio and Pittsburgh and different areas, um, but always cold water. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so I did that for a while, and there was lots of welding there. And um, and then, you know, there's not your odds. The statistics aren't great for doing that work long term. People have you know career ending or life ending injuries, and so um, my wife and I talked a lot about buying a house, you know, maybe having a family, doing like sort of settling down, and it seemed an you know, sort of a silly occupation <laughs> for somebody who wanted to do those things. And so I um, I got work in other people's shops for a while to do fabrication work and then decided to start my own. I The art part of stuff had always been going on. Like, I wasn't doing it for a living and I wasn't, um, you know, putting it out publicly in any way, but I always have been doing something uh, on my own like for myself um i just i have to ask because i don't i just don't even mm -hmm. i can't even imagine how this works but like underwater welding like welding is like you're it's like fire coming out of a thing and you're underwater how does that even how does happen? it work yeah it's it's electricity which is even more daunting a, a proposition actually than the fire the um it when you use direct current you can weld underwater. You keep the ground as close to the thing as you're, you know, as you're doing, and the 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 current wants to take the path of least resistance. Um, but alternating current will kill you. But direct current, you're pretty wow. pretty safe. It is a it is a weird experience. It is it's a when you weld underwater, it's a little like putting aluminum foil in your mouth. If you have fillings, there's a very weird metallic sensation in your mouth you know something's happening electrically you're kind of aware of it wow yeah. um uh i guess you know i i want to ask so you're you're you know you've done all these kind of community oriented projects um you're not from east hampton originally mm -mm. um uh kind of a two-part sort of question when you make a piece kind of like do you think about how you hope people respond to it and then also I want to ask you kind of how, um, when you make a piece, you're kind of connecting yourself to your community. Mm. I think I do think about how people are going to respond. Um, particularly, I think, like when I've applied for um, public art um, things specifically. You know, for example, the bike rack. I thought a lot about how, how it would be received in East Hampton. I didn't think about it just from a great design for a bike rack. Um, I thought about a, a great bike rack for the city of East Hampton. It was very specific. Um, so I do think about how that stuff is being received. And I, a lot of my work is in people's private homes and private collections, and so it needs to fit in into their space. I'm, I do the vast majority of my stuff is commissioned. So people want to artistic handrail for their home or a piece of furniture. Um, and so I'm making it for a very specific place and spot. And for, for that person, a lot of times I, I, the feeling I'm looking for is that there will be something in their home that looks like it was there forever. I sort of like that idea. Rather than a new 
oh, you've got this new thing. Instead, what happens is people just, the, the assumption is it looks like it's just been there forever. So in that way, I very specifically am looking at what people are going to think and how they're going to relate to it and with it. Um, as far as as sort of how I address that with uh, doing work for myself, I think it's more that I think about how would an average person view this thing, right? Like, is the message that I'm trying to send, you know, like with the globe, what I was thinking was, what's a, a big impact of, you know, 14,000 washers? What's the best way to see how big that is, how big that loss is? So from there, I moved from, from that place. I'm not sure if I answered your question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I well just, you know, just about like, you know, how you think about, you know, like making art and having it be in a in a public space and also, you know, just wanted to hear like, you know, you're really connected to East Hampton mm. and I, you know, not everybody connects with the place that they right. that they live especially if it's not their first, you know, place that they live and kind of it, it seems like it really has happened for you. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, I chose I mean, when I moved to the area, um I was looking for a place, uh, I mean, I've always done blue-collar work. There's a reason I named my business Blue-Collar Artisans. I've always done that kind of work, and um, and I was looking for that feeling. I was looking for, um, you know, the, the joke I always make is that I wanted to be able to go to the grocery store right after work and not feel like I should have gone home and taken a shower first, right? That, that like, that I could come from work do the grocery shopping I wanted to do and go home. Um, so East Hampton had that feeling, and I, you know, I moved to this area in, um, I'm doing the math real quick, 93, 92. I graduated from college in 92, so I moved to this area in 92, 93. And, um, and East Hampton was very different then, and I rented for a while, you know, we, and, it's changed and you know but it's always had this feeling of being um i don't know uh welcoming and working working class and not um just a little unpolished which i find a comfortable place to be i find it to feel to feel comfortable um and so east hampton i've you know been here since then and Having grown up in a small town um, with a big Irish Catholic family, um, I'm I know what it was that it, when everybody in town knew who everybody was, and moving to a town, um, a city that is bigger than where I grew up, um, I liked that aspect of community. Right, that like people knew each other, even if I don't necessarily know your name. I've seen your face around town and. We get breakfast at the same place, or we I walk by that by that guy's place every morning on my walk, and so that thing is important to me. That sense of community and connection is important to me, and so I we put the time in and the effort, but the you know it takes time. Well, it's been um, really great to to have you on the podcast. Um, you're. Uh... 
your Facebook photos, your uh, Play, Playmobil project is going to be up on Facebook for however long. Right, it's right, also right. it's also at Mount Tom's Ice Cream through August eighth, and then August tenth, I believe, is your your um, your sphere. What is that called again? Right now, we're just uh, I've been you know calling it the my it's my gun violence project. I haven't given it any more official a title than that. It's, gun, um, gun violence project. Well, that's going to be at Art in the Orchard at. Uh, at Park Hill Orchard starting on August 10th. You're going to be there on August 17th, right? right. To, for, yeah. uh, for an artist talk. And it's going to be there through, um, through I think, Thanksgiving time. Yeah, yeah. Right. And there's going to be a bunch of events going on there as well. They have um, they have events scheduled at Art in the Orchard to, for families and whatever f- during the, that you know, three- or four-month period um, for folks to come by and see the art but also have other things going on over there at the Orchard as well. Great. Thanks again. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to visit us at valleyadvocate.com.